Welcome to The Man in the Mirror. I'm your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, along with our co-host, Michelle Johnson. And we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in tonight. You guys have been true, you guys have truly blessed us, and we, um, you've been listening to our midweek shows, and we thank you for that. Tonight's guest is Ms. Flora Carter, who was the recipient of a Shiro's Award that was awarded to her by the one and only Miss LaQuisha Hall, who was on our show a few weeks ago. She's going to share with us some of her story and answer questions um, that you may have. Um, and if you have any questions, we want you to please press 1 if you would like to get in line or get in our queue for you to actually talk to her or talk to us as the show goes on. Again, press the number one on your phone to chime in. And what I truly like about this show is that we're keeping up with our mantra, real people, real stories, real overcomers. And she is truly an overcomer. And um, I would like to, you know, let Michelle say, say something as she's coming on today. Hello, Hezekiah. And Ms. Floor, you can say hello to our guest. Hello, everybody. Excellent, excellent. We're all here, and we're all going to have a good time tonight. And I want to give you some information as you know before we start um, with our show. But first, as always, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our true. True, true thanksgiving Where we're just thanking you for what you've done Thank you, Lord, for the roof over our head Thank you, Lord, for the food in our mouths The food in our cupboards, Lord 
Thank you, Lord, for safe journeys over the busy ways and busy, you know, highways and byways, Lord. We just ask you to bless upon every family that's listening tonight, every person that is listening in tonight. We ask you to bless them in a mighty way as they hear this story, as we talk to Miss Flora, as we see what is truly, you know, how you have truly blessed her and her life, and as she blesses our show with everything that you, you know, that she has to um, offer us. We ask you to bless those who didn't have anybody this Thanksgiving season, Lord. We ask you to bless those, the poor, Lord. Just bless those, it says, bless those who are poor in spirit, Lord. Continue to bless them in a mighty way, Lord. We just thank you for everything you've done, and we will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Miss Flora Carter was born on May 22, 1950. She was raised with with the best of both worlds and was able to experience the American and African culture growing up as her mother was from North Carolina and her dad was from Sierra Leone, Africa. Her mom died when she was 11 and her dad raised her. This resulted in Flora starting her independence early at the age of 17. Flora is a product of the District of Columbia Public School System and attending college at Washington Technical Institute. She has always been a hard-working person, which was instilled early in her life. She started working in middle school at the nurse's office at school and has worked in the Federal Trade Commission Department of Energy the Justice Department, and several contracting positions. She retired in 2013 from International Monetary Fund, where she worked in record management. She has one daughter and two granddaughters. Flora fought to overcome verbal, physical, financial, and sexual abuse. She has worked to help others understand and know that domestic violence is a choice. That should not be made. She says the cycle must be broken. I am not a victim, but victorious. I am a survivor. I now educate and advocate with persons to end the cycle. And again, Ms. Flora, we want to welcome you to the man in the mirror. Thank you. Welcome. And as we, as I was reading your story, it's like wow, you, you know, you know, talk to our listening audience. Tell us, you know, what did it, what was going on in your mind after your mom died um, when you were eleven? Well, what was going on in my mind was, well, who's going to teach me how to be a lady? Who's going to teach me what it's like to really be female? Because my daddy didn't know. So in my mind, it was a learning experience, you know, and you need somebody to teach you, you know, what it's like to uh, have maturity, go into puberty, you know, and that's why it's so important to have mentors and programs so that young women learn how to become a young woman. You know, because if there's nobody there to guide you, 
you can fall into all sorts of stuff and not even realize it. Okay. And and that's definitely understandable. I think, you know, um maybe some sometimes they should have a program that will help those single fathers who really have little girls and don't know actually how to, you know, raise them, you know, do their hair. You know, because I can see some fathers trying to figure out, okay, how I'm going to do the hair. I'm going to, you know, teach her about puberty and all that because, you know, you know, just that's not a man's department. So some things, you know, sometimes we need people to volunteer, even if they volunteer to help the fathers out that are stuck in a situation like that. Well, you know, what's so good is that, you know, LaQuisha Hall has a program and, you know, a lot of the young ladies can learn these things, you know, because it's quite a process to go from a girl into a woman. It makes a difference when you have somebody guiding you and mentoring you. Excellent, excellent. Lucretia Hall basically has all, you know, hit, hit every aspect of, of something like that. And um, you said at the age of 17, um, you know, you started your your independence early. You had to actually grow up early. And tell us what it's like to be a product of the District of Columbia public school system. Well, to be a product of the District of Columbia school system, you know, I'm going to say you really have to study. And you really have to have your mind made up that you're there to learn and not play. You have excellent teachers, and you need parents behind you that make you sit down and study because I don't know no way you can work, you know, these days and you don't at least have a high school diploma. Believe it or not, even McDonald's wants you to have a high school diploma. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, you have to, learning is not something, you know, you just think about. It's what you do to get the high school diploma. And then you can, you know, it opens up a whole new world for you of federal, state positions that, you know, you really want to make a career of in college. So you really have to study and do the work as they give it to you. It's for your own good. Everybody should want a future. And that is one of the hardest things, and I'm glad you um, mentioned that because, you know, I always keep notes as I'm listening. That is one of the things, and I appreciate that, that young people don't realize. The key issue is get that diploma, maybe a piece of paper, but that is the important issue that we have because, a lot of, you know, when a company like McDonald's, who's has been around forever, now they want you to have that diploma. You know, they, they want you to say, hey, I started it and I finished it. A lot of young people actually don't realize that that that, that plant that you know even though you may not think it's important the company even as you know right now usually a minor company or small it's a small company but in mind is minor company all I want to do is flip burgers. Well, you, you know, I've worked at McDonald's many years ago. You still have to read the manuals, you still have to follow directions. You still have to know how to, you know, um, what the temperature of the grill should be for each um, burger, for the um, regular patty, for the regular patty up to the quarter pounder. So if you can't follow directions, you can make a big mess. <laughs> so 
So yeah, it's Listen, important that you can't even walk across the street without obeying authority now. Okay, if that light out there says stop, if you still try to walk across that street, you're going to get hit. And that's the bottom line. You've got to respect authority. And it starts at an early age, you know. That's the bottom line. And the system is there for you to succeed. But it's up to you to put your foot forward and to keep going no matter what you see, what you hear, or what you think you know. Somebody else always knows something Learn. Excellent. I like that. And I always tell people, and you know, when I work or talk to young people, and my favorite question is, when do you stop learning? And they come up with, oh, well, when you finish college, or you know, mm-hmm. when you, you know, finish these degrees. When I say, well, guess what? The day you die, that's when you stop learning, because you always, always, always will be learning. You know, so don't ever think you're going to stop learning or don't think that you have arrived because you haven't. You know, there's a thing you got to remember that you're always learning. And for those of you who are chiming in, you're listening live with The Man in the Mirror with um, your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and co-host Michelle Johnson. And we're talking and have a beautiful conversation with Miss Flora Carter as she's, you know, telling us her story. If you want to, you can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the man in the mirror and join us in the chat room. We have a, you know, we have a, you know, a couple people in the chat room already, so we're just, you know, having a good time over here. Um, Ms. Carter, you know, you know, you fought, uh, you went through a lot of things, Ms. Flores, so we want you just to give our listening audience, tell us your story. Well, my story is I, I met a young man and I fell in love and he proposed and, you know, I was like, oh, gee, this is really going to be one that I'm going to be in a rocking chair with. We're going to be holding hands and everything. And um, that wasn't so. We dated for four years. I never saw any negative behavior out of him, very caring and whatnot. And I was like, oh, gee, I have hit the jackpot. Well, lo and behold, uh, into the marriage, uh, three years into the marriage, he decided he started arguing. And I was like, hmm, this isn't good at all. So he was arguing about finances, and, you know, he said, well, you know, you really should just give me your paycheck. And I was like, I don't mind helping and sharing household expenses, but I'm not handing over my paycheck because you're not the one that's down there working, okay? <laughs> and uh, one day he went out for a jog, and he comes back with leather gloves on his hand, and I was in the kitchen cooking, and he um, decided to hit me, and he did. And I tried to get out the door, but I couldn't. So I balled up by the garage door, and he stood over me and used my head for a punching bag. Mind you, I'm wearing glasses while this is going on, okay? And... uh, 
I looked at him, and I had the glasses on, and he ended up busting my lip, and he even knocked the eyeglass lid on the left side out. So he said, oh, you got proof I beat you now. And the whole time I was calling on Jesus, you know, because balled up, he could have picked up his feet. And I was thankful that he didn't think of that at that time. So he ran out the house, and I called the police. And the police said to me, Miss, no woman should be treated like you have just been treated. The officer was very kind. He said, Miss, you need to go to the hospital. And I went to Laurel Hospital. And they talked to me. They took x-rays, you know, and I had a minor concussion. So, you know, uh, I started investigating after this beating, you know, because I was like, you know, this Jekyll and Hyde personality was not a good thing because I couldn't understand why someone would decide to beat someone the way he had beat me. And uh, I knew he had been in the military. I knew he had been a recruiter. And I was sold a bill of goods. Uh, I called the United States Army about this one. I really did, because I wanted to know what was going on. Uh, anyway, I the next day, uh, I got up and went to work, and they sent me home from work. I went straight to Upper Marlboro and put papers out, got a protective order. Uh, later that night, they came in PG County uh, in an unmarked car, and they removed him from the home. And uh, we went to court, and uh, he was charged with second-degree assault. But uh, the military let me know that he was a uh, batterer. Uh, he was an autistic. And he was a sociopath. And he would tell me, you know, I'm going to kill you and plant you in the backyard. And I tell you, I can never look at a backyard and feel comfortable about it because that thought will run across my mind. But uh, I thank God for the PG County system because the judges, the commissioners, the police, everybody did their job. They really helped me to see that, you know, I should not be treated the way that I was treated, you know. And through family, children, and services, uh, you know, it made a difference. Then there are programs that will help you, you know. And it helped me to put my mind, my body, and my soul back together and to let other women know that you really don't have to put up with that, you know. There are places and people that are willing to help you if you're willing to help yourself because my self-esteem at that time was low because I believed this person, and there was not a truth in them. And you have to understand, domestic violence is a choice, you know, mm -hmm. There are other options than deciding you're going to terrorize somebody because that's exactly what he did was terrorize, you know. I mean, my ex-spouse even told me he was going to rape me. And I told him there was a law in the book that if he did that, he was going to jail. 
so, you know, he decided not to do that one, you know, because I'm not a fighter. I wasn't raised to be a fighter, but I was raised to protect myself. Don't get me wrong now. And um, <laughs> through the through the work of the organizations, uh, Sister for Sister uh, and Family Children and Services, you know, they helped put me all back together because I had to receive physical therapy because I had gotten beaten so bad I lost the use of my left side. Wow. And, uh, you know, but I was determined that I had to make a comeback and that I never wanted to see another woman, another man, another child go through this because you have the feeling, well, what if I had dotted the I's and crossed the T's? You could dot every I, you could cross every T. That's not going to stop somebody who's made up their mind that they want to hurt you. That's my story. So, Miss Moore, wow. I just wanted to, I just wanted to um, bring out something that that you say. You say um, that you're not, you know, a victim, but you're victorious, and I love that. And um, I guess, like, if you had anything that you could tell our listening audience about how you got from the spot of being. Uh, or maybe feeling like a victim to feeling victorious, because I know there are a lot of people that are involved in this same situation. A lot of them um, have never reported it, never called the police, and they're just suffering in silence. But how did you go from being that victim of domestic violence to, to being victorious? I did the work. When I say I did the work, I did the work through uh, programs. There are programs out here willing to help you, as long as you're willing to help yourself. Uh, House of Roof, uh, Family Children and Services, you know. Once you get into the programs and they teach you what to look out for, they also help you to reaffirm your self-esteem. And when you do the work, you can't help. But put yourself back together again, you know, because you're determined to make it. They're support groups, you know. And whatever you do, you know, don't be silent. Speak up. Speak out. It's never too early and it's never too late to get into a good program, to be rebuilt. You have to love yourself. Wow. Yeah, that is the most, and I like that last statement, saying we, not just you, we have to learn to love ourselves. That is one of the most powerful statements of the whole night that you can make, because if we don't know how to love ourselves, and once we get to that point where we can love ourselves, then we will not, won't not accept anything from anybody else. Because once we see it, then then we're going to say, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not even going there. And then we can stop it at that moment. Because um, as as you were talking, I was taking some notes, and I'm going to, you know, just um, after our break, which is going to be in a few minutes, then I will actually um, talk about those breaks before we see if we have any listening 
if anybody wants to call in and talk to you. Um, you did mention that it was a few years, and I'm going to ask this question. How many years did you guys date? Four years. And then three years after um, then you got married. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like a while before any signs actually came. So we're looking about, if I'm correct, about seven years before you guys actually started arguing. Right. And this okay. was only because he found out that he could intimidate somebody else. So he thought he would come home and try it with me. Oh, <laughs> and okay. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to let him intimidate me like that. Because I was raised okay. not to be intimidated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and I, I understand yeah. that. Um, but before we go on breaking, and we'll talk a little bit more about that part, is the Bible says out of the heart comes the issues of life. And many times people have these issues already. They're deep down there embedded. You may not see it. It was there already. Uh, you may not see it. It may not come up. It may not focus. But sooner or later, it will bear its ugly eye. Those issues will come up. They try to act nice and sweet. But sooner or later, if they've had those issues and you found, you know, he went like a Jack one hide, and when and it and he had those issues, you just didn't know it because you didn't mention. Well, you in love. Um, you don't see anything in love. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Been there, done that. <laughs> bought the T-shirt, but um, mm-hmm. you did mention you called. You bought the you called the military and they gave you yes. some information. So, you know, he yes. never he wasn't gonna say, Here's my papers, this is what I'm dealing with. No, he wasn't gonna do that. What he did was he just his when he wasn't getting his way at that moment, that's when he turned from, like you said, went to that Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But before we go on, um, we're going to take a break. We're gonna hear a little bit from our um supporters and then we'll take a break for a few minutes and we'll come back live with a live interview with miss flora carter i survived i'm enjoying this conversation i'm learning a lot from this young lady and um she is you know really you know giving out a true testimony tonight and i like it she said i am not going to be a victim but i'm going to be victorious a couple of notes from our supporters, uh, Music Instruction for Our Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, contact us at our new number, which is 888-501-8750, extension 778. Again, that's 888-501-8650. Extension seven seven eight to seven set up an appointment or to talk to our structure structures and please visit us on our website at www.mifalinc.org org. another sponsor is the curvy boss project curvy boss project was created to empower inspire motivate and change the lives of four-figured women Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please contact them on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and visit their website at um, www.curvyboss.com. 
And again, um, when we come back from break, we'll be talking live with Miss Flora Carter. She survived domestic violence. You can call in at 917-889-2271. Again, 917-889-2271 or log in to our chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the man in the mirror. Please hold and we'll be back momentarily. Yeah. 
Okay, so for all listening, it appears Hezekiah is having some technical difficulty on his line. Um, we will try to get that situated. Miss Four, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. So for some reason, we can't hear Hezekiah. So I just want to welcome everybody back to the show while we try to get that situated so that our listening audience can hear Hezekiah as well. So, Ms. Floor, how do we all get in contact with you if someone is seeking assistance? Because from my understanding, and you can talk a little bit about that, you are assisting people with being able to go through this kind of thing and also telling their story. So how can they get in contact? And tell us a little bit about what it is that you do to help people. Well, one of the things that I do is I will speak up and I will speak out. And people can usually call me that know of somebody who's getting, well, who have been in it and need help. And what I usually do is recommend them to the services because you would be surprised that the people aren't aware that there are services set up to help them overcome the effects of domestic violence. Like there's the National Domestic Hotline, which is 1-800-799-7233. You know, and, and it makes a difference. When you know the resources are out there, it's Family Children's Services, mm-hmm. uh, 410-281-1334, you know, uh, that are just waiting to help you keep it together and to help get it together. You know, the House of Ruth, you know, there are agencies and people that just really want to help you be the best, to be all that you can be. You know, but it starts with you speaking up and speaking out and letting someone know, I need help to deal with this issue. Because you can be rebuilt. There is help out there for you. You know, insanity is believing you're going to do the same thing and get a different result. It doesn't work that way. And especially if you keep saying it to yourself, why am I in these bad relationships? Mm. You know, what is going on that I keep running into these bad women, bad men, you know? There are programs out I, here to help you. I am back, guy, and I do apologize. Back? Yeah, I'm back. I do apologize. Okay. I had a little um, technical difficulty, but I'm listening to, I heard you, but I just couldn't get through, but I'm through now. And you're right. They say the definition of insanity, as you said, is continuing to do the same thing and expecting different results. Uh, many times of our issues, and I was there, that is when we get into relationships, we're not, we're, we first think we don't love ourselves, and we're seeking love. Um, first, got to know how to get the love that God gives us, because God gives us love more. God loves you unconditionally. People have these, people are iffy. People are iffy, and, you know, I love you but, or I love you, you know, only if. That's not love. Unconditional love is um, is like the love of Christ. I died for you on the cross. 
when we get in these relationships, um, I've been there, um, and as you yourself, you've been there. We, you know, we're, you know, we get in relationships. There's a condition. There's a secret condition that, you know, that's underlying, and we don't know until it bears its, you know, um, lovely head, and then we're going to say, oh, okay. But if we, um, as we said earlier, if we learn to love ourselves, then when that 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 young lady, because flesh is weak, or that young man comes in, we won't be thinking, you know, emotionally, because we we have the, you know, God gave us these emotional spirits, but we will be thinking, hey, okay, is this something good for me, or is it just good for you? But if it's not good for me, and it's not, it's going to do something that's going to hurt or affect me, then you know what, I, I can, you know, learn to be by myself. And that's another issue right there. A lot of people don't know how to be by themselves. They always want to say, hey, I need someone. Well, it would be nice, but learn, if you learn how to love yourself, learn how to be okay while you're alone, then if and when it's time for a relationship, we won't go through the relationship and again get caught up in a storm that, that was so silent that we didn't know where it came from. It does make a difference. You learn how to love yourself, you know. Um, you need to develop your skills, you know. And one good skill is, you know, learn how to, you know, I don't know whether you want to paint. I don't know whether you want to do puzzles. I don't know if you want to do arts and crafts, you know. But you are already complete. Another person comes into your life. You should. They should be complete too. So mm-hmm. you know, deal with your own emotions. You know, don't put your happiness in anybody else's hands. Have your happiness in your own hand. I don't care if you watch Medea and laugh till you cry, but learn how to be your own best friend, and then you can be a best friend to somebody else. You are preaching to Miss <laughs> Flora, I I just really wanted to say, too. You know, a lot of times, like you are even speaking with your situation, how the length of time that um, you know it was before something even happened. But when you look back, and this is this is something that I always wonder because when you have somebody that has a a past like that. Uh, as you were saying, your act head in the military, when you look back, were there signs or things like we really should be paying attention? And, and yes, I know when we're in love, we ignore a lot of stuff. But is there, <laughs> and that's just, that's just being honest and true, and you said it, but are there really signs that we should be looking for and, and, and you know, just things that should bring up a red flag to us? Oh, yes, they're most definitely things that should bring up a red flag. You know, if he gives you a phone, I was given a phone, and I said, oh, he's so concerned about me. He, You know, he don't want nothing to happen to me. He wants to protect me. What I didn't realize was that that phone was a way for him to keep up with me. Mm-hmm. If he was in Northeast doing something, he had no business. As long as I was down Northwest and he could f- figure out I was down Northwest, that made a difference, you know. And, uh, you know, always try to keep you away from your family. 
and your friends, you know. Always want you to be with them 724, you know. Always calling, checking on you. And, you know, you think, oh, he just loved me so. I didn't realize he was busy keeping track of me, you know. Well, that's like that, uh, that's like that. Go ahead, I was gonna say that's like that old that's like that old saying, keep your friends close but keep your enemies closer. So you basically you were to him you were the enemy. He had to keep you close so he knew what you were doing. But you didn't know what he was doing. You know, and after the domestic violence came out, you know, people started coming to me saying, I called your house and uh, I asked to speak to you and he called my house. Wanted to know why I had called over there. And I told him I called to speak to your wife, you know. And I'm like, why y'all didn't say something to me? My supervisor told me. She said, you know, I picked up your phone one day, and he was hooping and hollering and cussing and everything. She said, but I didn't say anything to you. And I was like, why y'all didn't open up your mouths and tell me something? I could have escaped maybe behind whooping, okay? Mm. You you, You know, you have to speak up and speak out. And let people know, you know, hey, it ain't all like that, y'all. You know, uh, because another thing they do, you know, uh, is to take you somewhere. And, you know, my spouse started talking about, I'm going to take you out the coldest day of the winter, take all your clothes away from you, and leave you bucket naked in the woods somewhere. And, I mean, he would say things like that, and I was like, no, he couldn't possibly do that, you know. But he never said anything. You have to realize, they sell you a bill of goods. This man had been through the Dale Kanani uh, courts, so he could sell a bald head man a comb and convince him he needed it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, that's and convincing. He, you know. <laughs> That's convincing, you know. <laughs> and uh, he had been a former correctional officer, you know. So he really, you know, had been to Vietnam three times. You know, I have forgiven him, but I will not forget what he did by no means. Oh. And the forgiveness oh, yeah. is more so for you. It's not so much for them so that you can go on with your life. So you're not bitter, you know. But the red mm-hmm. flags are to watch them. You know, observe them. And if push comes to shove, there is something called Maryland Judicial Case Search. Put that state in there. Put their names in there. Put her name in there. Find out if that individual has a record. You know, because if I had known about Maryland Judicial Case Search, I wouldn't have married this individual (laughs) because he had charges on him for uh, assault, you know. And uh, you can find out a person, even the person got a ticket, you can find out, okay? So I would say, you know, become an investigator, you know, and uh, watch, you know, watch what they talk. And, you know, if they tell you that they busy, they had in the past have been beating up on people, what make you think they ain't going to beat up on you? You know, do a lot of listening. Mm. To the family, you know, get around the family. You know, even after the the beating took place, his family told me, oh, we thought he was cured. We thought he wouldn't beat no more. Wow. Wow. You're listening live with a man in the mirror with uh, a great 
interview with Miss Flora Carter. Uh, she survived. She became a she went from a victim to be victorious from domestic violence. Um, we're winding down. We got about under 13 minutes to go. You can call in, talk to her. Um, leave, if you want to comment or ask her any questions, you can call in at 917-889-2271. Again, that's 917-889-2271. She is really educating us tonight. And, Ms. Carter, I'm just enjoying listening to you because I understand, you know, we have to really be careful of who we're about to place our life in because, you know, what always what's that saying? Um, they say all looks gold ain't gold, if I'm correct. All yeah, that's good every night there. Uh, right, you know, because y'all. they got plenty of fools gold out here. Oh, God takes care of fools and babies. So try not to be one. You know, it doesn't matter if you call me either one, as long as God keeps taking care of me. But you need to be right. very careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we ha- we have to be careful because, and oh, that's what I wanted to say when you were mentioning it. It's interesting how he has everything he's done. He's been in the military. He was a correctional office. So I'm sure with all of these, they have to do a psychological test or evaluation. And I'm trying to figure out from what you're saying, how did he pass all these psych evaluations and get to be in the military or get to be a correctional officer? And he's not the only one. There's more out there that are in fields just like that or police officers. So I'm trying to figure out if they're doing a psych evaluation or how how are they getting through? Let me tell you something. They're smart. You know, they're they're smarter than you give them credit for. (laughs) Now, you can have a pamphlet on saying don't do domestic violence, and they will take that pamphlet and underline everything you said not to do and then do it, okay? So you have to realize that, you know, they're intelligent. And predator studies the prey. That's the best way to put it. Wow. That's just, and I want our, our, our listening audience to really uh, get what it was that you were saying because we talked about the after this is occurring and, you know, getting out and there are organizations to help you. But really the the thing is that we can just be smarter about what we're doing and, and really pay attention and not be clouding, clouding our judgment, you know, by, oh, I love him, you know, or her, because it can be both sides. Yeah. So, you know, to, to the listening audience, some of the things that she said, you know, I hope that you guys hear that and take it into your spirit, these things, because, you know, if we can prevent somebody from even getting into that situation, that would be much better than trying to help them get out of it later. So, you know, pay attention to what they're saying, even if they say it as a joke, because, you know, that's an old saying, there's a lot of truth in a joke. And a lot of times that's what some people do. They'll say something that sounds really crazy, but then they'll laugh it off and say, I was kidding. But if you're even saying, you know, strange things like you were saying, he was saying about taking you out to the woods and taking all your clothes, I mean, come on, that that just does not sound formal. Right, <laughs> so right, right, right. Yeah, pay attention to that. And, and also, you know, if 
if they don't like listening to authority, if they, um, you know, just all the different things that you were saying, we really do need to pay attention if they're trying to control you in a way by knowing where, wanting to know where you are at all times. You know, I had um, a family member that that was the exact thing that was going on in that situation, and we didn't know how deep it was. But, yeah, the person would, and and I always make a job, I will not tell her name because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but the one thing that I said to her is she told me one day that he came to her with her bus ticket her day pass that you get on the bus and told her, why did you get on at stop number 4453? Because your normal stop is number 2237, and I know from looking at all your other tickets. And I was like, what? So this, that is just things that we really need to do. That is like way out of the ordinary, you know, just strange things, and we really do need to pay attention and look at the signs when people are showing us these things. We really, really have to listen. I was told once by somebody when, when, and they said it talking about a man, but it can be, like I said, either side, is when somebody tells you something about themselves, make sure you're listening and don't gloss it over because sometimes they even tell you what they're all about, but we gloss it over. Well, you know, for some reason people think I can change them. You're not Mm. going to change certain individuals. You know, if I point a finger at you, there's four fingers coming back at me. And depending on the age range, you know, you can't really say about changing nobody. But you can say to yourself, you know what, I am better than this. I deserve better than this. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And that's most and that's most important. And as um, Michelle said, we have to be careful. Um, uh, you know, I always write it this way: we got to be careful those rose-colored colored glasses because of a per- you know when we meet this person, we're looking at them through those rose-colored glasses. They can do no wrong, or nothing can happen, and everything. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. But it's a lie. We're lying to ourselves. We are lying to ourselves when we start saying, you know. Looking through those road cl- and I've, I'm look. I've been there, so I can say it. I can testify to it. But we look at that person and it, with them glasses, and we're looking through every lie that they're saying, but we're accepting it. But again, yeah. once we get into that place in our life where we say, "Oh no, I'm gonna love Hezekiah more than I love you," and I'm going to stop everything right now. And we can part ways, but it, this is not going to happen. You're not going to treat me this way. You're not going to treat, you know, my family in no kind of way as well. So once we get to that point in our life and say, throw those glasses away, I'm going to tell my listening audience, if you're wearing those rose-colored glasses and you're with someone and you're trying to figure out what's going on, try to look at them in the real, in the real. Try to look at them as a person not a super person, not a goddess or god, to take them off that pedestal and put them on the same level as you and say, look, I'm going to look at you as the real person because this is how we get caught up into those relationships or things that go on in our life because we have a tendency to put each other on a pedestal. I'm human, you human. So I'm not perfect, but if there's something um, 
deep down inside them. I repeat again, Proverbs says, out of the heart comes the issues of life. If you do, it may not be today, may not be even tomorrow, but those issues will surface, and then you'll be trying to figure out which is, you know, as Miss um, Carter. Miss Flora said earlier, he turned from a Jekyll into a Mr. Hyde, and she didn't even know where it came from. But basically it was always there. But after she did her homework and research, she found out that was always there. Yes. And we just thank you. you. Always remind yourself that you are a blessing and to be treated as a blessing. Don't let anyone treat you like a curse. That is not a part of the inheritance that God wants you to have. Amen. Go ahead, Michelle. Amen. That that was actually very beautiful and very true. And I don't think we look at it um, that deeply as if somebody is treating us like a curse. But I love that you said that because that is how, you know, when people are in that domestic violence situation, the, the way that they're spoken to, and the way that they're treated is is like they're a curse to the person. So that that's definitely true. I was just going to say um, over in our Facebook chat, just wanted to let you know that um, LaQuisha did chime in and said she is listening in and she is just super proud of you. <laughs> so I just wanted to Thank let you, you know. That. Uh, we're winding down with five, about five minutes left of the show, under five minutes. Um, we're listening live with the man in the mirror with an interview, a wonderful interview with um, Flora Carter. She's a survivor of domestic violence. She's been educating us. She's been telling us her story. And she's actually, I'm going to ask her again, tell our listening audience um, where they need to call. Just give us a couple numbers they can call if they're actually going through it or know someone that's going through it because we are our brother's keeper. We can never say that it's not, it's not my business because years ago studying in psychology, I don't know if you guys remember it, all psychologists um, talk about the Kitty, Kitty Genevieve story where a girl got you know murdered in New York City in a park, but there were people looking but no one called the police. No one said they were up in their windows looking, but no one called because they didn't, you know, it wasn't them or they didn't want to get in trouble or who knows what's going on in people's minds. But, again, we are our brother's keeper. So, Ms. Carter, as we're winding down, um, please give them just a couple numbers they can call again if they didn't get a chance to write it down. And you guys can always pull up the show on demand if um, if you didn't. Um, if you didn't get a chance to write it down. Go ahead, Ms. Carter. Well, you can call Family Children and Services. Their number is 1-400-281-1334. You can call the National uh, Domestic Violence Hotline. That is one 800 Nine nine safe, which is seventy two thirty three, and the good thing about the national domestic hotline, it is man seven twenty four, and they're always available to help you. A lot of the services are free. Some of them will be sliding scale fee, and they're making a difference a positive difference in your life 
But it starts with you speaking up, speaking out, and helping. If you know anybody going through it, be a good listener to them. Let them know that they matter and that you care. Sometimes that's all that's necessary to start someone on the road to recovery. It's 1-800-799-7233, the National Domestic Hotline, Family Children and Services, 410-281-1334. They are always there waiting to help you, but you must first help yourself. Words of wisdom from the lady herself. Any closing remarks, Michelle? Oh, I just wanted to say this has been an been an excellent show and thank you so much, Ms. Flora, for sharing your story, number one, but also all the helpful information and tips you have given to our listening audience. I just admonish our listening audience to please listen to the show again, pass it on to someone who you think it might benefit, as well as pass on the information. You know, we can Stop the the rise in domestic violence, and we can, you know, nip it in the bud ourselves before it even gets started if we are watching and um, have our eyes open. So thank you so much, Miss Floor, for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'd like to thank all of you for listening in tonight and talking with our guests and listening to everything that Miss Carter had to say. This has been a wonderful interview. She is now part of the Man in the Mirror family. If you have any more questions, her information will be in our event page. Please go to my website at www.hezekiahmontgomery.com and sign my guest book. And we also have a new number. If you'd like to be a guest on the Man in the Mirror and would like to leave a comment, please call our message line at 888 888- Five zero one eight six five zero extension seven eight zero. That's eight 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 five zero one eight six five zero extension seven eight zero. And leave a message, and someone will get back to you or post your comment on our website. And we're still doing the Rediscovering Kai fundraising. Check out the website. I actually, as I tell you guys every week, I'm putting that in God's hands, and he will definitely take care of it. Um, please be looking out on December 17th um, for the new makeover of the Rediscovering Kai ebook. I'm excited about that. I'm actually doing a couple of episodes here and there, just as um, the listening audience is going on a journey with me as I'm doing a complete makeover of the ebook, and later on down the line it will be the paperback. This has been Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off, and I'll see you at the mirror. <laughs>